This episode of Champ of the Tramp is brought to you by none other than Corona Seltzer. Take a good look at that. That is the Blackberry Lime. There is no better beverage than that. It's fully endorsed by the Champ and the Tramp down here in the podcast room, and we sip on nothing but, and we really do truly enjoy it. Yeah, I, I really do like this Corona Seltzer. Uh, hits a spot every time. Perfect for champions and trampians. Bring in the new year of Corona Seltzer. You know we're going to. And it's it, it's light. You can drink it even on your diet, pal. Yeah, I can. I mean, I'm trying to keep it cool, but we'll have a little sip. <laughs> Bring in the new year, guys. Corona Seltzer. Find it at your liquor stores today. There's a thing in your brain called your RAS, your reticular activating system. And what that means is like, for example, you like cars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like cars too. Oh, yeah. So say we want a specific car. Say it's like the new Corvette, the newest Corvette. Like anytime you're driving, you'll notice that new Corvette. Yeah. Yeah. Out of any other car, like you'll just be like, and you'll see the Corvette, You're and right. or or like for women, like if you wanted a specific, I don't wear dresses, so if you if you wanted a specific dress and you finally got that dress, you'll notice a bunch of other women with the same dress. The reason being is because what you focus on, you'll get more of. Real show, here we go. Real show, here we go. You know that it's gotta be that time, so this is what we chant. What keeps on getting them all amped in advance? You and I rocking out with Iron Man FE. You get the general's point of view on top of Roger's rants. Whenever tapping out, we're putting the most minutes in you. Already know what that's about. You know that winners win. Crush whatever's on task. Check the podcast. It's the champ and the tramp. Let the bomb blast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Champ and the Tramp. I'm sitting here with my man, Frankie Edgar, as always. And we have Nick Santo De- Santo Nastasso. Yeah, Did I get it right? I got it right. Nostasso. Come on. <laughs> and, and his girlfriend, Kimmy in. Uh, they're, they're Kimmy, only Kimmy, Kimmy. Kimmy. I'm sorry, I said Kimmy. Um, they're only in town for uh, a few days. They flew in from Vegas, so we were delighted to have them on. We don't normally record on a Sunday, but we were in here because we're not going to let this guy get out of Tom's River without coming to see us. He is a Bayville, New Jersey native, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Went to Central. Um, Nick does a little bit of everything. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram or social media or TikTok, but the guy does a little bit of everything. I would say most people probably know you for motivational speaking. Yeah. Uh, he was a wrestler. Franken. He's a bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's trained with a rock before. So we're super excited to have him in today. And thank you so much, brother, for coming in and sitting on the couch with us. You got it. Yeah. Me, me and you go back for, you know, quite a few years now. Uh, yeah. You know, he used to come to the club, Elite Wrestling in Tom's River, and work out with the kids and, and talk to the kids. And uh, and obviously you, you've wrestled for Steve for a long time, so always part of that Elite bloodline. Yeah, yeah, Elite family. I, I was telling Roger, I said, I probably wrestled Frankie's kids more than yeah, I wrestled yeah. Frankie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, they were super super pumped uh-huh. when you got here. They're all uh, by yeah. the window uh, yeah. lined up. Yeah, Renee's yelling at him like, you guys look creepy. Get away from the window. But yeah, this guy's like a superstar. Nice. Uh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You've worked with Tony Robbins before, right? Like, Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of identities, I'd yeah. say, um, as we all do. Um. So when I was in, when I was living in Bayville and I was in high school, they know me as the zombie prank guy. Yes. So I forgot I about used that. To, yeah. the, uh, walking, walking Dead. dead. Yeah, 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 you pranked those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, my first my first little spot on the map, I, I went to the Lacey Walmart in Jersey, and I scared someone as a zombie <laughs> and got kicked out of the store and posted it and went viral. And that was my start to, to fame or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, so <laughs> shifted some identities, a prankster, a bodybuilder, and now I'm more of a, a peak performance expert or a business consultant. Okay. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. So that original skit that you pulled to dress up like a zombie and you know scare somebody or whatever, that sparked somebody's interest to come and get you and prank the Walking Dead cast? 
Yeah. Because that's, so, that's where I sort of had my first intro to you. Yeah, so basically my... There's a method behind my madness. I just didn't want to scare people. Right, I, right. I wanted to... And this is all on YouTube, right? You can, yeah. People can look this up right yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So type in uh, zombie prank. You'll see your, see your boy. And um, so I knew what it felt like to be insecure, suicidal, depressed, all unconfident, all the things that all kids feel, and adults as well. And so I wanted to create a way where I can make people laugh and inspire them at the same time. But also I wanted to do something that has never been done before yeah. and no one can replicate. Yeah. And so I dress up as a zombie because not many legless guys are crawling around as a zombie. And I, I scared um, the person in Walmart and it went viral. And that was my start. And then, yeah, so um, The Walking Dead saw me and said, hey, would you prank Norman Reedus in Japan? You're the guy. And I'm like, I'm the guy. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so that was like my first big gig as a senior, which was pretty cool. But it was the, I couldn't tell anyone. Like, I couldn't tell anyone until the video was released, right, so I had to, like, uh, not tell anyone. You hold on to that. And actually, shout out, my 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 math teacher failed me my midterm. So, like, I was in Japan during midterms, and she was the only teacher that didn't let me make up the midterm and failed oh, me wow. for the year. Oh, shout idiot. out. Shout out to you. You know who you are. Look at him now, though. <laughs> We did it. So they flew you to Japan for like what a ten minute prank? I mean, I'm sure makeup yeah. and everything. That's amazing, bro. Yeah, they they flew me to Japan. Me and my me and my parents, um, first class. I think that was my parents' like first first class experience. Oh, so that wow. was like fulfilling that's for me. That's oh, yeah. amazing. And then um, they yeah we stayed in the Ritz and I did, yeah like, like I said ten minute prank. Well, actually, I sat in makeup for like three hours. It was like legit makeup. That's awesome. And man. then I did the prank and I was 18 and they paid me 10 grand. It was my dude. First, yeah. Damn. And I remember amazing. I came back Sick. another real quick and I came back to school and my um I can't even say that because everybody know who yeah. he is. Yeah. But he was like, "Would you miss school for like a couple hundred bucks?" I'm like, "Dude, you have no idea." Yeah. What that is, man. I'm 18. Uh, was, yeah. But yeah, so shout out to you guys. Was that <laughs> where I mean, is that where kind of some of the inspiration, the motivation came from? You're like, "Look, I could do something with this." I. I yeah, I'm given a voice here and I want to use it to the best of my abilities because you certainly have. Yeah, I think I struggled with we all have beliefs like bullshit beliefs um, that hold us back, whether you know it or not. And most of them are subconscious. And for me, being born with no legs, one arm, I had a massive belief of like, oh, I can't be financially independent. I can't work a regular job. I see other people working jobs. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to find a strategic way to be independent, you know, yeah. like, my, and my parents played a big role because my mom was like, and, and we could all agree, like, my mom was like, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. And my dad's like, you got to make money. You got to feed yourself. Yeah. And I'm glad that my dad was like, yo, you need to be independent. You need to do that because that was my motivation. And so I didn't expect the pranking to take off the way it did. Um, but it gave me it gave me a foundation. And that's yeah. what I always tell people. It's like, you know, even for you, it's like you fought and you're a legend, right? And then you're going to go on and do other things, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so, like, what we're doing right now, you may not be doing five years from now. And, right. like, I, I'm not pranking anyone yet or, <laughs> or now. Um, but, yeah, so it was a massing, massive stepping stone for me. And I think it, it gave me a bunch of armor in the sense of, like, the Internet's a very shitty place most of the time. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm 18. I get all the hate comments in the world. And so I have extremely thick skin, and yep. that helps me in life. So Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Can you? I, I know your story about like, the wrestling story. Uh, you know how, how what you had to do in order to wrestle. Yeah. Just can you share that with uh, with, yeah. with, with the audience? Because that's, uh, I mean, that's courageous as it gets. You yeah, know? yeah. So I was, well, basically growing up in Jersey, wrestling's always a big deal. Oh, yeah. um, you know, my brother was a wrestler. Um, all my best friends are wrestlers, and I wanted to be a wrestler, and so. I was looking, by the time I got into middle school and high school, I was, like I said, I was unconfident, self-conscious, I hated my body, thought it was the most disgusting thing, and so I wanted to find something to fall in love with, and then also find a way to fall in love with myself a little bit more. 
And so, you know, by the time I get into high school, years go by of coaches like, Nikki, when are you going to wrestle? Nick, and they call me Nikki, right? So, Nikki, when are you going to wrestle? When are you going to get on the mat? And uh, my, oh, my excuse always was my arm. And um, my arm was five inches longer than it is now. And my bone was growing faster than my skin. So it was super sensitive. And the bottom line is if I would have hit my arm hard enough, my bone would have came through my skin. And so, um, you know, I always preach to be solution oriented. You know, the majority of humans, we're always focused on the problem rather than the solution. If we could just teach people to focus on the solution, it'd be a better place. Absolutely. And wouldn't you agree as like a parent, wouldn't you rather your kids bringing you forth solutions rather than all the problems? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, of course. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so being solution oriented, I came home and I sat my parents down. I said, Mom and Dad, you know, I want to become a wrestler. And my mom's like, oh, hell no. You know, wrestling's the most physical mm-hmm. sport. Um, what are you going to do about your arm? And I was like, can we cut it off? Can we do something about it? And they said, Is it, do you really want to cut it off? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so my parents, um, being the parents they are, they accepted my solution to amputate my arm. And so my sophomore year of high school, I got five inches of my arm lasered off. And they did a skin graft where they pull extra skin from up on my shoulder and pull it over my bone so I could beat people up. Uh-huh. I remember telling the doc, I'm like, I need to beat people up with this. Like, <laughs> make it good. We only get one shot. Um, and so I came out of the surgery. And then my junior year, I tried out for the wrestling team. And um, wrestling saved my life. You know, awesome. wrestling saved my life um, because, one, I was a part of a team, you know, and, and that was the one thing. It's like when winter comes, if you weren't a wrestler, like all your – you don't see your wrestler friends if you're not a wrestler, <laughs> you know, like they're always training or doing something. And so I was with my friends more. I was with my team. And then it was a testament to how far I could push myself physically and mentally, which I think we can all agree, like yeah. wrestling's like – it's bad to the bone, you know, yeah, like the, the worst cardio or the best cardio. And my junior year, I was JV. And I think I got I think I got one win and I, I pinned a kid in the cradle and I thought he gave it to me and I was pissed and I never accepted that win. And so <laughs> my senior year, which um, the the one oh six, I think our varsity one oh six like failed off. And guess who was there waiting for the spot? <laughs> I wasn't the best, but I was there. That's and right. so I took the one oh six spot. And then my senior year, I was two and seventeen. And that was two real wins. And that That's was two awesome, more man. wins I got the previous year. And I was just pumped up that I got That's two wins. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so instilled a lot of confidence in me. My my job on the team was not to get pinned, so my neck bridge was very good. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew how many lights were on Central's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they said. How many lights are on the, the ceiling? Nick always knows because I was on my back a lot. But, yeah, so but wrestling just uh, it, it, it saved my life, and it gave me it gave me another family, that's which, amazing. right, that's how we met. Yeah, it's just, yeah absolutely. Well, but you saw your, your brothers wrestled and your friends wrestled. That's kind of what attracted you to wrestling as, as opposed to any other sport? Yeah, yeah. Um, my my brother wrestled his whole entire life, so always practicing moves on me. My yeah. sister was a gymnast, so she taught me how to handstand on like uh, chairs yeah, and yeah. stuff. Um, but I think I picked wrestling over being a gymnast. <laughs> so yeah, there's That's um, <laughs> you, maybe you're familiar, Nick. There's a wrestler, uh, Zion Clark, I believe yep. is the name. Yeah, Pretty inspirational yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, so I watched the documentary about him, and it was really amazing. Your your story is better. I feel like you have you know some more limitations than he has, and. Your story is. Zion, if you seen us, you're think, great too, brother. I think, I think they need to make a documentary about you. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's interesting? So Zion, he has he has no legs mm-hmm. and he has both his hands and mm-hmm. he can grip. And I think we can agree in wrestling. Like if you have a good grip, like yeah, Anthony Robles, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. one leg, but mm-hmm. he walks around on crutches and his tilt game is just disgusting yeah. because his grip strength. Um, and so the thing about Zion as well, I think Zion wrestled 106 because just how light we are without right. legs, which right. is an advantage. Um, I mean, let's not call it an advantage. I know. think. You think? 
if I my mean, upper body is stronger, well, you're than you're a, like a one fifty pound the wrestling one. Exactly, I get you. Yeah, I get so you. like in certain of certain. But hey, get on the scale. Get on the yeah, scale. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. all the same yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, for example, like when I wrestled, they'd always have to run a one on two on my arm because my arm was too strong for a one oh six pounder. Right, right, right. Yeah, so there yeah. was some, it's not all advantages, but right. some yeah, advantages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but I think Zion would kick my ass because he's got two arms and he can grip. So Zion, I'm not trying to. That guy you. is a brick shit ass. But if you want to do some like pay per view stuff like the rest of the world's doing, <laughs> yeah, we can do some yeah, yeah, big yeah, fights. Yeah, always a businessman first. Yeah, always yeah. a businessman <laughs> first. Jump on that Jake Paul on the court. Whatever it takes, right? And then now, now you went from pranking the, the zombies and everything. And then you got into the fitness industry. I seen you were bodybuilding for a while. Uh, what, what drove you to that? I mean, you just wanted to keep. You, you seem like you're just a guy that wants to keep pushing the envelope for yourself. Yeah, um, I fell in love with the mental benefits of wrestling, as in like working out, getting those endorphins released, doing something physical. I just felt suffering really, right? Let's be what? Real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like fell to in love suffer with the a little bit. You like to suffer a little bit. That's that's what it comes down to, I think. Yeah, and it, and like I like I said, my missing piece was confidence. And so I think we can all agree, like any person who doesn't have confidence and they become a wrestler, like just because you're a wrestler, you think you're badass. So yeah, that was oh my yeah. thought process. I was like, I'm going to become a wrestler. Girls yeah. will like me. I'm going to be dope. This is going to be amazing. And then um, I fell in love with the physical aspect and I started. Well, actually, so how I jumped into bodybuilding was I moved to L.A. to become a professional prankster. I was supposed to be on like an impractical Joker show. I love and that so, show, by the way. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was supposed to be on a show like that where the whole cast is disabled, so you can pull pretty messed up oh, pranks. Right. Wow. And I, that was my decision. I got accepted to my only college that I wanted to go to, and I dropped out of college to move to LA to become a prankster. And so I signed my lease. Um, it was like a six month lease in LA, and it's super, you know, oh, LA is yeah, super expensive. Um, and two weeks after I signed my lease, they called me and said the show never got picked up. And I didn't know I didn't know anything about shows, TV pilots, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. I'm 18 years old, and so I had no job, and I went I went broke. I had 10 grand in my name from yeah. from zombie <laughs> pranking, and uh, I went broke. I was sleeping on my laundry. I didn't have a bed. I had a roommate that never paid rent, um, and I refused to tell my parents I was broke because I could always hear my dad like, "I told you so. You should have went to college," you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I moved back home, and that's when I reevaluated, and I was like, "What's next?" And I, I analyzed the fitness industry and I said, one, there, I never seen a guy with no legs when I'm bodybuild. Mm -hmm. So if I do it, people will catch on. And second, you can't buy a fit body. So no one could take that away from me. Mm -hmm. So like right. my whole life I've heard, well, of course you could do, of course they put you on that stage. You have no legs, one arm. Or of mm -hmm. course, they like, always try to underplay me. And so if I'm shredded, you can't underplay me right. because we had to work for that. You earned it. Yeah. And then third, I knew that I could monetize it because I'd be a walking, hopping billboard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I could be independent, make some money on my own. And so um, I moved back to Jersey into my Barron's basement, which every kid wants to do. And I recalibrated right found a different plan got clear on what i wanted and i started bodybuilding but was what was tough was i was pitching my parents on this bodybuilding fitness industry but i can't transform my body overnight you know yeah. and so they don't they, it takes time yeah, it takes yeah. time so, well i wasn't a bodybuilder to go to uh, a i saw the yeah, pictures right. you posted as a youth and you yeah. were a little little chubby oh, i love it. i'm italian yeah. bro I love, we love food. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was a chunky kid and so um, I was just I was just going to the gym every day, every day, finding knowledge, um, figuring out ways that I can move my body and, and contract the mm -hmm, muscles. Mm -hmm. And then I got connected with a mentor in Tampa. And he was like, hey, you want to come visit my facility in Tampa um, 
for a couple of days and I, and I flew to Tampa. I'm like, Oh my God, this weather is amazing. I don't have to like wear a shirt ever. Like the, the weather is great and people are more inclined to be in shape. I feel like if it's mm-hmm. in a nicer environment, that's, I don't know. And so I moved to Tampa and that was absolutely through- you got your clothes off more. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're forced, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're forced to like be in shape. And so I moved to Tampa and that's when I, when I moved to Tampa, I did something extreme, which was commit to a bodybuilding show. Yeah. Right. So I'm always trying to, like you said, push the envelope, yeah, but like, commit. I followed your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, amazing, and I yeah. put it out on social media because it was another yeah. form of accountability. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, a lot of you follow me for pranks, but I'm going to bodybuild and I know it doesn't yeah. make sense to you, but it will make sense in a right. couple of years. And I'm going to compete before 2017 was over. And I also knew that if I did a prep, people would follow it right such as yourself right. um and so i i found my buddy who's my best friend now cody and i said will you teach me or train me for 12 weeks for this bodybuilding show and he said absolutely i did 12 weeks of training that's where i met the rock um 10 weeks into my prep i met the rock in vegas yeah. we can go we can go into that story as well and then i competed in my show in tampa and i took third against able-bodied guys because um, I came out shredded. I was like 5 to 6% oh, yeah. body fat. Amazing, and uh, the show got rescheduled like twice because of a hurricane. So a lot of competitors like shit out on their diet or uh, fell yeah, off. So yeah, I had yeah, a little yeah. bit of an advantage. Said, hey, I, 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 I kept going. Is key. <laughs> yeah. And so I came out and I, I competed and that got a lot of attention. And then I was like, okay. I remember you, you tagged your location there when you were in Tampa. And I like... I was like, I'm so intrigued by the way this guy's working out. I like zoomed in on it, and then I googled it, and I was, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was that into your journey, man. Nice, so it was thanks. Cool, bro. What works? Yeah. Proof of concept. Yeah. You, um, yeah, right. Talk about the Rock, man. Everybody wants to know how you met the Rock. Yeah. So, Mr. Olympia, um, Mr. Olympia is like the biggest bodybuilding expo, and they do it in Vegas. He hosted that, correct? No. What, nah. However, they framed it. Yeah, yeah. Or, but he showed up. He was there. Uh, yeah, he yeah. showed up. Yeah. yeah. And so, I would. I did a 12 week prep. And I was 10 weeks into my prep, and I flew out to Vegas for Mr. Olympia. And because I had built a following in bodybuilding, and I wanted to see the supporters. And I'm a big believer in moments of being guided. And also, there's a thing in your brain called your RAS, your reticular activating system. And what that means is, like, for example, you like cars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like cars too. Oh, yeah. So say we want a specific car. Say it's like the new Corvette, the newest Corvette. Like, Anytime you're driving, you'll notice that new Corvette yeah. out of any other car. Like you'll just be like, and you'll see the Corvette you're and, right. or, or like for women, like if you wanted a specific, I don't wear dresses. So if you, if you wanted a specific dress and you finally got that dress, you'll notice a bunch of other women with the same dress. The reason being is because what you focus on, you'll get more of. Mm. That's why the rich get rich and the poor get poor. Like that. That's yeah, why. Yeah. Go ahead. I swear, when, when uh, this is like when I bought the first house on off a of bay, we redid the roof. We, we got a timberline roof, and they, you know they they stand out. Yeah, for like f- four months, I'm driving around noticing every single <laughs> timberline <laughs> roof in the neighborhood. I'm like, gee, I yeah, couldn't, couldn't stop noticing. But you're right. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, so so your brain. That's the same thing. Like, um, where you're you're driving in your car and you just you go down the wrong exit or you, you, or you take your exit without even like you're talking, it's just autopilot. Mm -hmm. And so like what you focus on expands. And so for example, like that's why a lot of people are full of anxiety and stress right now because all they focus on is the media. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And what they don't know is that the media is designed to put you in a fearful state. And when you're in a fearful state, your immune system drops. How convenient. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what, what was I even talking about with focus? Just, just jam, man. Really? Well, your floor is yours. There's no, Oh, the rock. The rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. So moments of being guided. Yeah. And so when we're clear on what we want or who we want to meet or what we want to achieve, you'll find the networks, the opportunities, and the resources to get there because you're focused on it. Yeah. Mm. But would you agree if your focus is off, 
you might miss an opportunity because you're no focused question. on the bullshit. No yeah. question. Right? Yeah. And so The Rock, I knew I wanted to meet him. Um, and so I, the expo was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I went Friday. I went Saturday and Sunday. I decided to chill. I still needed to get a lift in. There's a famous gym in Vegas. I think it's shut down, unfortunately, but there's a gym called City Athletic Club, mm. and it's famous because the lighting makes you look better than what you look like. It's really uh, great. Uh, yeah, uh, it's great. Uh, and so, <laughs> Roger, fucking <laughs> <laughs> jump over that one, bud. <laughs> well, let me know when you get back there. I'll fly you. out, take some pics together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a pic for the year, the whole year. You'll be set. And so I show up to this gym, and everybody's like crowded in the gym, and my buddy comes up to me. He goes, dude, the rock is upstairs. I'm like, that's badass. Can I still lift, though? I need to get my lift yeah, yeah. on. And so I climb up the stairs, and long behold, there's Dwayne, and he's surrounded by like four guys in suits. I'm like, holy shit, this is really The Rock. And what wait, was, wait, four guys in suits that are just like security? Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. And um, even though he's bigger than I was going to say, can guys, you imagine yeah, The yeah. Rock needs security? Yeah. And so, what was funny is I had like blown him up with tweets everywhere of bodybuilding videos, so he already knew who I was. And so I said to my friends, I'm like, listen, I stick out. If he sees me, he'll know who I am. Let's just test his character a little bit. And so, um, about 40, like at one point he was like curling next to me. We were paying each other no mind. And then what was pretty funny is there was like two other legends in the gym. There was, um, Kai Green and CT Fletcher. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, and so the rock went over into the corner, he took his headphones off. He got bombarded. And I like, it was like, I promise you guys it'll, it'll happen. And the security guard came up. He's like, you're Nick, right? I'm like. Yeah, not many people look like this. Um, and he's like, can Dwayne meet you? I'm like, yeah, for sure. I'll pencil him yeah. in, maybe at the end. Yeah, and so he came over, and he's like, dude, I'm such a big fan. Can I get a picture? And we took a picture, That's and I just, like, I just like vomited all my goals to him. Yeah. And I was like... I'm gonna be. I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna become a keynote speaker. I'm gonna speak all over the world. I'm gonna be the first Calvin Klein model with no legs. And he was just like, "Oh my God, this is great!" And he's like, "Nick, you're right." He's like, "Because people like you and I, they put us in any industry and we yeah. adapt and overcome." Mm-hmm. And that was like a, a lesson for everyone. It's like not only me, but like humans, we we adapt. You either yeah. sink or swim, you right. know, as humans. And so, um, and also the reason why I blurted all my goals out is because The Rock knows a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. So I'm always down to network. Right? Yeah, blurt, blurt my goals out because you never know who that person can open up for. That's sort of a new thing, networking. I mean, it's really since the age of social media, you know? I mean, no, networking is no. easier. Yeah. Oh, Rolodex. You got a Rolodex back no, in the day. Yeah. But it's so much That's simpler. Nap- yeah, it's simpler. Yeah, for it's sure. It's definitely so easier, simpler, but networking yeah. was always yeah. the way you. That's why they had like you know mixers and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's all I about mean, networking, no? To a it degree, it makes it, 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 it makes it, it, it a hundred times yeah, easier, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you got the blue check, yeah, because you slide into yeah. the top. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to be in a Rolodex, you have to have somebody's number, and that's not as easy to get. To be on social media, you can reach know, out to anybody. Exactly, exactly. Literally, I'd anybody. have to introduce you to everybody. Yeah, yeah, you'd be in trouble. You'd, you'd be in trouble. Have you ever? Have you reached out to anyone and were surprised that they answered? You. Okay. I was like, holy shit! He said he. <laughs> might do the podcast one day <laughs> bro Are we've you? been chatting back yeah. and forth for i i think think basically the couple beginning years. yeah well yeah. no chatting back and forth for a couple years because i was such a fan of yours but about yeah. the podcast i've been trying to get yeah, this guy yeah, on forever for while, but yeah. it's not right. easy when he lives in vegas but i yeah. knew at some point you were coming home so yeah. i was like and you mentioned christmas so yeah i kind of hounded this guy the last few days but he's here and, yeah thank you brother what wasn't about, gonna well if i didn't hound you it wasn't gonna happen so yeah yeah <laughs> what about you have you reached out to anyone and were surprised that they responded 
because I'm, Instagram, not, I'm, I'm not one to reach out. He's I'm not really a reach not. out guy. Okay. No. But I've had people reach out to me, and I could not believe they reached out yeah? to me. Like Stone Cold one nice. time b- 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 tweeted something. I could, you know, that's badass. It's the what is it? What is it? Yeah, some bitch. That's awesome. Kelly Slater too. I got nice. the, one of my posts. He fucking talked to me. Shit. So stuff like that. You know. Yeah, so that's cool. Always, uh, He's, you're, takes you you're, back. You're humble, bro. You, yeah, I'm, I'm not that guy. I can think of a few stories. Anthony Kiedis was sitting next to you. No, Anthony Kiedis, that was a cool story because I had had Santino and Francesco and they were eating, they were young. They were like, I mean, two, three years old, maybe three, four, were at the UFC Mm -hmm. and uh, they're eating chocolate, they have chocolate all over their hands and Anthony Kiedis comes over and says hello and my kids are like trying to give him five. He's like, uh, he he hits him with the the finger. (laughs) So, uh, but he was cool. Yeah, I met some, some, some really good people. I mean, honestly... You hear such bad stuff about people, but I, I don't really have any bad stuff to about like experience I had with celebrities or, or especially it's athletes. Scared of you? Uf- well, no, <laughs> no, no, no. but like, even UFC, UFC fighters are probably the most uh, attainable fight uh, yeah. athletes out there. I, I would say at least. Yeah. You know. Good to know. I was going to UFC fights for years and years and years. I mean, I, like I said, I grew up in Tim Sylvia. So I was going, and I was always just, I don't know, I didn't want to be that guy. I never went up. I went up to Dana White once, many years. I'll find the picture for you. Years and years ago in Ohio somewhere at some fight, I got a picture with Dana White. But it was like a line of people, so I didn't feel weird. You know what I mean? But I never wanted to be that guy. Like, hey, could I get a pic? You know, and like at a restaurant or something. strategic way. Yeah. Just like, hey, you dropped your pencil. Yeah, right, right. Have a pen or something? You dropped this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way. I I asked Shaq for a pic. Did you? Uh, we're, we're oh, in, this, is uh, story. this is a great story. <laughs> so Shaq sitting like kind of like at the cage. I was sitting <laughs> cage side. He's like at the cage with Dana. I'm like Shaq, what's up, man? I'm like I get a pick. I was like I was like I was like I'm from Jersey. Like, from Jersey? He's like, oh, Jersey baby, Jersey. Yeah, nice. He's like he's like let me pick you up over my head. I'm like what? <laughs> I'm like fuck no. Bro. You fucking pick me up over your head. Yeah. Damn. Funny though. I, so did he take the pick? He <laughs> took the pick. Yeah. Nice. Were you even in it? Yeah. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> I I was in I was in Hollywood at some mall and Shaq stands out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's massive, yeah. Right. Like you he's know. Huge, and, bro. And like, I look over, and I'm like, dude, like that's that's Shaq. And then like, Shaq looks over, and he's got this little hat on, and he and he, and he looks over, and he's like, he like <laughs> looks at me, and he knows I know who he is, and he just like kept walking. Yeah, yeah. And he had a bodyguard, but he was bigger than his bodyguard. Oh, yeah. But it was just I mean, funny because like the... he knew I knew who he was. That's awesome. Everyone knows who he was, yeah, but yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Shaq's deep. Shaq's the man. Yeah, I've heard nothing. Shaq, like, that's crazy. Like, Shaq, Shaq I, I had, like that's like. How do you make Shaq and then make me? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are we the same? We're the same species. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Me too. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, wow. That's funny. Well, Shaq, if you're listening, yeah, come on the show. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Shit. He's a Jersey guy. He's a Nor- Nork. He's a I Nor- know that. Yeah, yeah. Is nice. he? I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. Wow. He's DJ yeah. now. Yeah. He's he does a little bit of everything. Shaq Diesel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I see the he's guy. He's great. He's got a great personality. He does a ton of commercials, bro. Yeah. A ton he of kills commercials. It. He kills it. Icy hot. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's icy hot commercial. Yeah, you know that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, now he's got Papa John's, right? He pretty much owns Papa, like a steak of Papa John's. He talked home. about the first million he made. I guess when he first signed his first deal or whatever, he made a million, and he went out. He's like, I, I always just wanted a Mercedes Benz, so I went out. I bought a hundred fifty thousand dollars Mercedes Benz, and I came home and I was showing my parents. My dad's like, "Where's mine?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I mean, this guy made me, gave me the opportunity, so I went out and bought another one." And then he got came home, and his mom said, "Well, where's mine?" So he went back out. His mom Damn. didn't get the exact same one, but it, he's like, "Half my money was spent right there." And then when you figure in taxes and everything, he's like, "I spent a million bucks." He's like, "I wish somebody had told me how to handle yeah. money uh, early on." You know? Oh, well, I mean? it looks so, like it turned out okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good. 
But his dad's a military guy. His parents pushed him. And you say that, like, your parents were a big part of the reason you you believe in yourself and, and, you know, fucking didn't just say, hey, I'm stuck with these disabilities. I mean, you said fuck that and did your thing. Where where does the switch kick in? Because you you, you said you weren't confident as a child. You were a little little overweight, if you will, as a child. Where, Where, what is that... Is there, a, is there a defining moment where, because you seem to me like you have all the confidence in the world, you're you're brilliantly spoken, uh, I mean, you don't get on stage and be a motivational speaker if you're not. Was there a moment in your life where literally a defining moment that you could characterize and say, that's where it all changed for me? Yeah, there a specific, there was a moment where I came off the mat and I lost and um, this lady came up to me crying. I'm like, oh God, what did I do wrong? And she said, I want to thank you. And she's like, my daughter's over there on the bleachers, and she never wanted to do a sport in her life. And she saw you wrestling, and she asked me to try out for, like, track or something. I was like, holy shit. You know, this is amazing. I felt good inside. Yeah. And so, like, there was there was a few epiphanies. The one was I was on the mat for myself. I wasn't trying to help people, and I was doing it passively. Imagine what if I, how many people I could help if I focused on it. Mm. The second thing was um, that the one thing that I hated about myself, which was my body, turned out to be my biggest gift, yeah. my right. greatest my greatest ability to influence people. And then the third, which I realized later on, is that as humans, the suffering stops when you serve something greater than yourself. Mm. Amen. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I, I want us to meet our needs, and we need to meet our needs, but when we serve others, we can all agree we feel really good about it. Agreed. It's like there's so many times where we do an act of kindness for someone else because we know it's going to feel good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they've done, they've done a study um, where you're like saliva or something where – when a human does an act of kindness for themselves, that dopamine lasts like 24 hours. And when a human does an act of kindness for someone else, it lasts like 48 to 72 hours. Wow. That's We're just designed to help others. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, so just um, focusing not only on myself but how I can serve others brought a lot of opportunities into my life. Absolutely. Um, and, and so it, and it I, all started with just one. So yeah, that, yeah. That. And, I, and, and like you said, with my parents, like the way my parents raised me was normal. That's why I'm that's why I am the way I am. And so, you know, for example, and this isn't like a promo, but my mom wrote a book and it's titled How We Raise an Adaptive Child in a Handicapped World. And the reason why it's so powerful is because most and and I'm not calling out any parents, but I'm saying most people coddle kids and they keep them in. Don't don't do this and don't do that and don't get hurt. And the way that the, the approach that my parents took, my dad was like, if I put stepping stools everywhere and little loops on all the doors you would have got smacked in the face by reality when you grew up and so they never made it easy for me which at an early age there was two massively important things that my parents instilled in me one was i failed at everything Mm -hmm. i failed at everything i did and so i developed in a good relationship with failure most people when you say the word failure think negative they think lost they don't like failure i mean as humans one of our greatest fears is the fear of failure what is Mm -hmm. what are my parents going to think if i fail what is my family going to think of me if i fail um, so I had a great relationship with failure and also I had a great relationship with rejection. And when you get into business, if you can't, if you ha- yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah. screwed. Um, yeah. I, I would think with that mindset, you know, you said when you transition into social media and stuff, you take an incredible amount of heat, which a lot of people do, but you, it didn't really have a profound effect on you. Maybe because you already had that built in mentality, like, you know, yeah, I vine hit me hard. Um, like all the comments, it was uh, it was yeah. bad. I was eighteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah, terrible comments. I think what hurt me even more was my parents reading the comments. Uh, yeah. I just didn't want my parents to read the comments. It's like right. I could read the comments right. and feel that, but I don't want my parents to feel that because you know you could say anything on right. social media. Um. And then you know yeah now, like people are not ever. Do you still read them? You. This guy claims yeah. he doesn't read them. I'll, I'll be honest. I read them once in a while. <laughs> I'll read them. Yeah. Um. And and the thing is, it's like. 
if I give like how dare me give focus to one negative comments when right. there's like hundreds of positive. Right. Yeah. And so right. like I'm the asshole right. because I'm spotlighting this dick yep. when there's a million people that are. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. I used to. I didn't. I wouldn't get. Uh, I used to like, offended. Too. I would yeah. just be a smartass. I'd be really <laughs> a smart. And and people would say I love like your comments. Like, your comments are people great. would say like you know I'm I'm giving you accolades saying you're a great dad. You don't even acknowledge me, but this douchebag is Getting saying you gotta yeah. you know you got your fucked up individual or yeah. the, the worst ones are about the kids but yeah and i would i would just be sarcastic back not it really didn't have a proud, profound impact but i was neglecting my supporters and the people that that said good things about me so i don't do it anymore yeah i literally just don't so that's do kind of why i went the route yeah. i did though because yeah. i don't want to see i don't want to see that one asshole yeah. but now i kind of feel bad because i don't get to see the love you know what i yeah. mean yeah. i'm posting ghosts you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a post doesn't look at it <laughs> yeah but yeah so i mean um but yeah now i just I have like I have social media manager just like interact with people because yeah. I want to make sure everybody's like seen or heard. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that's right. way too much bandwidth. That's it a is. lot. <laughs> yeah. And like, dude, how can you just? And you're you know, a busy guy, bro. Yeah. How can you waste that energy on? I mean, it, it, your fans definitely matter. Yeah. You know, but it, it, you'd rather give your, like, give yourself to your fans in the way you want to, not by just yeah. th- thanking them. You yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. I like that. Yeah, by what you do. I mean, yeah. it's. it's you know, yeah, but you're, you're, you're inspiring people. That That's your biggest right. thing you can give to your fans, I, I believe, you know. Yeah. Well, let, we can fight pay-per-view. Me and yes, you. Ah, well, be some Jersey money cats, in that. Yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get out there. We got, we got the mats right out there. I got a camera. We can video. Classy. We can do, Actually, we can do it in the boardwalk. We're, 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 we're on live. We can just bring the live out there. We can bring that'd the audience out there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you definitely should. Uh, not, I mean, I know you said you wrestle and you're wrestling with, uh, working Costa, but definitely get in, in as you Costa, said, yeah, man. shout out. Yeah, yeah I want to do jujitsu. Um, j- maybe not to compete, but it's great cardio. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. suffering. Yeah, you suffer. suffering. You got it. Yeah, you it's like instead in of like walking or going on the treadmill, you can just get your ass beat for a couple yeah. rounds. I mean, to, I always tell her like, I mean, it's jujitsu, wrestling, even hitting the bag. You know. It's so much better than running on a fucking treadmill. Yeah. I can't do that. You yeah, know? I just can't do it. Let's just roll. Yeah, yeah. roll. Baby. Nick's roll. keep calling you out, man. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's an open conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to see this now. Like the Rogers wants to see it. He wants. I, I've invited him out there, but you know, yes, you know. yes, yes. Oh. No, actually, he wrestles me. He'll yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. You're not Frankie Edgar. <laughs> 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 actually, yeah. Uh, what happened the other day? You want to speak into the mic? Uh-oh. Yeah, but just pull the mic a little closer to you. All right. Um, well, Nick and I always wrestle. I know, like, I have I used to, like, do the whole ring girl thing and watch Oh, you did? And all wow. That. Okay, yeah. 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 Years ago. Um, so, like, I love fighting. My family, we have a lot of fighters. Uh, my brother did MMA, um, but something, he has, like, a floating rib, so they can uh, come out. He couldn't uh, do it anymore. But anyways, Nick and I always roll around. I don't know anything about like self defense <laughs> my, for good. myself, but I just go at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty good for not knowing what I'm doing. But Nick and I were wrestling the other day, and um, he, I, <laughs> what did I say? I don't know, but I had you in a headlock. He had me in a <laughs> headlock, good. and I yelled at him. I said, "Nick, no!" You, and he, there's no like timeout or stop in wrestling, no, no, right? No, 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 okay. No, no, no. He bangs my head on the ground, busted the Christmas Eve, busted oh, my lip shit. open and my chin, so oh, I was like shit. bleeding. Yeah, so, you won't do it again. <laughs> and I'm like, got one no of those mercy. People who like I won't tap out. Like I'll yeah. just. So know, how did that end? I'm the youngest. How did that end? 
I, I had to tap out. You needed a tissue. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's yeah. a first for everything, right? Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Give me some. But I'm like, okay, I'm the youngest in my family, so like. So you've been clawing, I'm clawing all your like, whole life. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. So I never back down. But yeah, so we're like same weight, like weight class. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, nice. Perfect. Okay, um, yeah. So I think right. Costa, if we, if we wrestle, if we do jujitsu, like we could be like rolling partners. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. Yeah. Uh, you would love. You guys would love. I, I just want her to be able to kick some ass. Yeah, yeah. For especially sure. in Vegas. Honestly, you love it. Done. It's it's a, it's life changing. Yeah. You know, it really. Well, is. my brother used to always like roll around with me and wrestle me. So yeah. like, I think that's why like. I come at him first. Yeah. Oh, now we know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so defend yourself. How did like. you guys meet? This is an interesting you story. Hold the mic closer. <laughs> you go ahead. She DM me oh. on Instagram. Okay. She's creeping uh, in them DMs. Yeah. <laughs> no. So basically, um, she because she's body, but she's like, um, she competed in nationals for bodybuilding and stuff, um, and so. She had seen me through fitness and was like, oh, this guy's like inspirational. So followed me. And then I had like a quote going around, um, like the biggest disability is a bad mindset. And she had screenshotted it before she even knew who I was. Um, and then I got a message from her. I don't know when. Well, o- over two years ago. And it was like, oh, like, I really love what you're putting out. I just replied like, thanks. Like, I didn't look at the profile. I didn't look at anything. I just replied, thanks. Um, and then I think a couple of weeks later, she replied hard eyes to... Uh, a story of me like smiling on a boat and I was like oh this girl messaged me before she's persistent so I, I clicked <laughs> I clicked on her profile I'm like oh <laughs> I, should, I should probably reply to this and so I replied I was like I've been waiting for you um, on the boat and so I was witty spit some game and then what yeah so he it was when the Instagram story things first became a thing like they're just All popping right, yeah, up yeah. one after the other on your phone so, like, I didn't even know that that was the person I had texted or wrote saying, oh, hey, like, you're super inspirational. Because all that popped up was his face. And I was, like, driving home from Arizona, and I looked down, and all of a sudden all these stories are just going one after the other. And I was, like, his face popped up. And I was, like, oh. So I clicked back, and I was, like, I never usually reply. But I was, like, oh, what do I got to lose? I'm single. Like, whatever. So I sent him heart eyes. Uh-huh. And he's, like, so he decided to be, you know, flirty and smart. And he's like, I was waiting for you. I was like, oh, this guy's, this guy's clever. Okay. I was like, let's play. So I was like, I was like, oh, well, I never got my invite. So we started talking back and forth. Um, and then he's like, we should FaceTime. So I was like, okay, cool. So he's like, okay, tomorrow, this time, whatever. So I'm a girl, obviously, like I do my makeup. I drink some wine. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> the prep. And, yeah. yeah, the prep. And he doesn't call. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so i was like okay whatever like this guy fine so i just let it go and then he texts me the next day at like late in the afternoon and it's like i fell asleep i'm so sorry blah 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 He's i like, really did fall asleep. let's facetime yeah i know that now because you sleep all the time sleep's important yeah exactly <laughs> he's like let's facetime tonight so we ended up facetiming and we FaceTimed for like three, four hours. And I hate talking on the phone. Same. I just don't like it. I, I'm, I'm the worst. I'm not a texter. I don't like talking on no. the phone. Like, I'm very personable. But like, I know. my phone's just, you know. like I hate talking on the phone. And it is like <laughs> the most personal way to communicate with right. technology. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. I text and it's horrible. But anyway, go ahead. Right, exactly. So the, it was just like really good communication, which I feel like you don't get that a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. It's very superficial conversations with, with most people. And so it was really nice. So we were just talking and talking. And then um, he had a speaking engagement in South Lake Tahoe. So he, I was in California at the time in San Diego. So he's like, 
do you want to go? So he, you can go ahead with the rest. Uh, I Well, I just told the client that they need to fly my assistant in. Yes, genius. And so they got her ticket. So wait, this is, but now, now she's your assistant, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I didn't lie. I was in a wheelchair. I needed someone to push me around. Why not make it hoblond? Um, and so I'm like, yeah, so... This is my assistant. Here's all our information. I got her a ticket, and then we met in Tahoe, and then we've been together ever since. It's been wow. almost yeah. two years. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So you that's were living in cool. Cali at the time. Where were you living? Florida. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we had a three-hour difference. Okay. And, and we did, yeah, we did long distance for like a year, um, and that was I think that was trying to feel her because I never had a girl. I never committed to a girl. Mm. She was the only girl I committed to, and so her loyalty, um, which is I think is rare. Mm. I think like cheating and all like it's very common it's just like yeah. oh what yeah I'm, just like, like, I'm fucking around yep. it's like what are you doing um so her loyalty was one of the most attractive um characteristics and then she was working dentistry for 10 years and she moved so i moved to vegas i moved the company to vegas and i'm like listen you're living paycheck to paycheck in san diego if you land the same job in vegas you have a way better quality of life way more money wow. um she's like i'll only move to vegas if i land the best job and she landed the best job um, which does like McGregor's teeth or uh, Rousey, Ronda Rousey's teeth like uh, cool. um, there. And so we moved to Vegas. She moves and she's like, my passion is still like helping women with health and fitness. And I'm like, OK, well, based on your income, how many clients would you need to supplement your income? She's like, oh, I think I need like 10. And I started laughing. I'm like, OK, well, let's do it. And she's like, I think I could do it in like a year. I was like, no, you're going to do it in, like a month. Um, I'll guide you. I got all the business experience. Mm-hmm. And so while she was working full time, she released her, her program, supplemented her income. And then um, her fir- she quit her job, her dream job, to go in all in her business. And her first like real day of being an entrepreneur, she made like four grand and made 10 grand that month. Wow. And now Amazing. she's just a self-sufficient entrepreneur. <laughs> now you don't need me anymore. You can just do your thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so now we live in Vegas. And I plan on – I love Vegas. And yeah. I plan on buying, buying a house in like six to eight months um, based on – What's going on in the world? Yeah, right. Good for um, you, yeah, good for so you, brother. Now we're Nick and Cam. There you go. You yeah. go, girl. That's cool. Very cool. <laughs> but yeah, don't don't make me headlock you. Anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll still come after. So you just got into the fitness industry <laughs> through your brothers being athletes and stuff like that. Um, honestly, no. Um, I have a pretty long backstory, but long story short, I uh, in high school I was a cheerleader. I competed, traveled uh, for cheerleading, and I had made like the All American, which is like the best of the best. I was supposed to go to London work with choreographers all over the world because I was also a dancer. Um, And I tore my ACL, completely snapped in half. Um, And I was too small. So anyway, surgery didn't go as planned. And when I woke up, they told me, oh, you'd probably never be able to be athletic again. You'd probably Mm -hmm. never run again. You need to take it easy. They had a counselor come in and tell me this. (laughs) And I basically just looked at her and was like, no, like you're wrong. Like you're wrong. So I was like, I had to learn how to walk again, everything. Like it was a struggle, but I was up walking in two weeks. I would go out dancing. My mom would get mad because like my knee would swell up and then she'd sit there with me in the bath. Wait, like, what do you mean by it. out dancing? Like I would like go out dancing. Like you, like you, like you used to like, do in like, yeah, like bamboo, bro. Like, <laughs> like karma are we talking <laughs> yeah, or are we talking yeah. about like professional dancing? No, I would go to like clubs and okay, stuff yeah. because, right. because I yeah. could, like I wanted to dance. Okay. And so I was like, I want to be where the right, music right, right, is. Right, right, right. So I would go and I would dance and I'd come home and my friends would be like, she didn't stop dancing at all. My yeah. knee is like <laughs> super big. So I was stubborn about it, but 
Um, I had went through a really tough time after that because I couldn't. It was my senior year in high school, so I lost cheerleading, couldn't compete, couldn't cheer for, you know, your But you made it to Burning Man. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Never been there. (laughs) But, yeah, so... Um, so I had, I, oh, I met with my coach. So I went through anorexia nervosa. I got really depressed because I couldn't be athletic anymore, really be athletic anymore. Um, and so like, I just kind of spiraled mentally, went through a depression. I had lost people in my life, had a really tough year. Mm. So the one thing that I knew that I had control over was what I put in my mouth, but I used that in a negative way because I saw myself differently at that point. And so Anyways, I spiraled and I met with my coach um, because I had downloaded Instagram. I saw all these girls, like fitness girls competing. It was a whole other world to me and I was inspired by it. So I hired my coach and um, she trained me for about a year before she ever let me step on stage. She's like, we're going to get your mind right before I ever let you step on stage. So every week I'd go see her and I'm like, am I ready yet? Am I ready yet? Am I ready yet? She's like, no. No, mm-hmm. no. And I'm so and I'd get so mad and stomp out of there. She would not let me compete. But I'm so glad she had me wait because after a year of just kind of reverse dieting and building my metabolism and just a healthy mindset again, I competed in my first bodybuilding show and I took home uh, three first place trophies oh, and nice. the overall went straight to Miami uh, nationals in Miami and I placed in the top 10. So then Sick. I competed for wow. about four and four years um, nationally. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. awesome. Were you natty? Yeah. What? Were you natty? <laughs> I was natural, yeah. Were you natty? Were you natty? <laughs> <laughs> don't ask Roger. Yeah, yeah, don't ask me. Don't ask me that question. I'm from Jersey. Come on. Frankie's like the only guy in the state that's natty. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Go ahead, buddy. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, you, you mentioned the struggles that you go through mentally, physically. Nick was born some with with some physical difficulties, obviously, but and and this guy's a bad guy to to ask this question to. But don't you think, and not so much with the physical attributes, but don't you think most people have struggles in the life where they go go through things like that, and it's really the choices you make in those moments to decide what your outcome's going to be. And you know, obviously, you strove through those. I've dealt with some issues like that in my life. I've dealt with some depression. And, um, you know, I, I, we've sat down here and jammed about it a few times. And, and it's like a foreign mentality to this guy because he's so headstrong. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, I don't I don't know. Well, I, I think it's always the mindset. But I mean, I some situations my, are a lot dire than others. My so, point is, but if it's always the mindset that gets you out of it. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's that's my point yeah. that I think most people at some point in their life, they, they have to strive through some adversity. Yeah, for sure. And you, you really it's it's the it's the fork in the road where it's critical which way you choose, you know, and. And you're so inspiring with your your motivational speaking that, you know, positivity is the way out of that. You know what I mean? To stay in that negative mindset, you're 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 just going to get trolled down more. You know? And yeah, yeah, dude. Like literally, the, the equation is is focus equals an emotion. O- emotion equals an action, and action leads to results. Right. So if we're focused on bullshit, mm-hmm. you're going to take a bullshit action. You're going right. to get bullshit results, and that re- bullshit results is going to reinforce who you are and your identity. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so in those, in those moments or those dire moments you're saying, it's like, you can focus on the shit or you can focus on the good. Yeah. Easy example. I say like, I could wake up every day and focus on the fact that I'll never become a professional soccer player. My quality of life would be shit. Yeah. So I tend to focus on all the things that I can do. What are my, right. what are my unique strengths? How right. can I leverage my body? Right. Um, so really dude, like focus, focus is literally everything. Mm-hmm. 
um, and also meaning, like the, the meaning you attach behind something, right? So I could have a tragic event happen in my life. You can have the same tragic event happening in yours. You could see all the bad and I could see all the good. It's the meaning we attach behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so I think if um, the one skill, the one muscle that we exercise is finding the gift in every situation, it's extremely powerful. And why it's so powerful is because our brain is, we all have the same brain and it's thousands of years old and its sole purpose is to, to help you survive. Yeah. And so your brain, actually, people don't know this, but your brain is designed to only focus on your failures, your insecurities, your weaknesses, and all the shit in your life. Mm. And so whose job is it to program your brain to find the good? Jeez. Us. But mm-hmm. if you don't do it, your brain's always going to take over. Yeah. So it's pretty much, you, you, you got to tell yourself the right things. It's pretty much essentially what you tell yourself because, you know, what, what you tell yourself is what you materialize, right? I mean, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. And the, the, the quality of your life comes down to the quality of the questions you ask yourself. Mm. And so, for example, like, because my brand's victorious, like the victim to victor. Um, so if someone fails and they and they fall down or they get rejected or they lo- lose a fight or something, most people would be like, "What did I do wrong? Why is this happening to me?" And when you ask a shitty question, your brain is a your brain will always give you an answer. So if you ask a shitty question, what kind of answer are you gonna get? A shitty, answer. a shitty one. Right. So you ask a better question, you get a better answer. Yeah. And so even the simple thing of like it, you lose a fight or or you lose a business plan or whatever it may be, you ask yourself what did I learn? Yeah. And just by you asking yourself a better question, your brain's going to then focus on the gift and then Mm -hmm. you can find it. But people ask shitty questions while they have a shitty life. Yeah. Who's been the most inspirational person to you in your life? That's a great question. Um, You've met a lot of people. Yeah. I said, okay, so early, what were you going to say? No, I'm saying it could be someone you haven't met. I was just, well, not only that, not only that, it could be, it could be your mother, your father. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be Tony Robbins. Yeah, you know. it's funny you said that. <laughs> it's on there. Um, but I think so early on early on in my life, um, there wasn't there wasn't many people I could like relate to or look up to. I don't know, it was weird. So there is a guy named his name's Nick too, Nick Voyagic, and he has no arms or legs. He's like thirty eight, he's a pastor, but he, he's an OG in the speaking world. And when I was twelve, my parents took me to Brooklyn to see him speak and I met him backstage and it was the first time I met someone that looked like me. Mm. Um so he that was inspiring and I saw him successful in speaking. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I could do that. You know, like, there, there's hope out there. And yeah. so I think that was my first inspiration. Um, and then I think now, um, I don't really, I'm inspired, but I don't really, yeah, it's, it's a tough question. Yeah. But mentors, Tony, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, um, yeah, just, just people that are playing life at the, the, the fullest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, think it's inspiring. But I think there's inspiring people in all different ways. It's crucial to be confident in speaking. I mean, you you have to be to get up in front of a crowd. I I don't think I could do it personally, but and it, clearly you're extremely confident. Do you remember the first time you ever did like a motivational See, speech? I, and- actually, I was, that's kinda, <laughs> it's kind of leads into the question I was going to ask him because yeah. like I remember him pretty much doing his motivational. Yeah, it was to our, to, to our guys. It wasn't I think it might have been to our wrestling guys. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, it might be one of the, one of the first ones yeah. or, or early in your your, your career. And I mean, yeah, you gave your heart. It was great. The kids loved it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I could tell that you had a future in it, but you've definitely, obviously, you're much more polished. Yeah. Uh, did Did you work at it or just come with d- doing, doing you know, more, more, more uh, you know, motivational speeches? I've, I've done the Jets. I've done Rutgers football team twice. I've done some Fortune 500 companies. And I think I stank at it compared to you, honestly. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you, you fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> at right, the time, right? right? right, right. It's a muscle. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so I think my first one was at Elite, uh, one of the first ones speaking to the kids. Wow. Which was pretty great, and it's on YouTube. I think it's terrible. Well, now it's compared to what I am. I look back mm-hmm. at myself. 
Um, the odds of that, though, that your first, my question is, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And it was and with Frankie. Yeah, it's on pretty, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. pretty amazing. And so, like, I did some volunteer stuff, and then when I moved to Florida, I moved to Florida, and one of the first weeks, I had a buddy who was like, hey, I'm having a little mastermind. Um, it's like eight or nine entrepreneurs, just just meet some people, you never know who you meet. And so I go to this mastermind and everybody's sharing their story and they're like, well, what's your story? And I'm like, you got a long time. I got a long story. And so I started sharing my story. And at the end, there was this Russian kid and he's like, one day you're going to be on stage with Tony Robbins. I'm like, who's Tony Robbins? Had no idea who Tony (laughs) Robbins was. 20 year old kid. Um, Fast forward. I started the company with that Russian guy. And now he's like my brother. Um, And yeah. And so how I learned to to answer the question is they just I just threw myself out of on the stage. At first, I like. We, we, I was bigger than what I was, you know, like that's how I had to land gigs. No one knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I was young. I had no business experience. Um, but it's just the way we pitch and package myself. Yeah. Um, and so it was like muscle, just exercising the muscle, going on there, tweaking. And also what's really important is not only surrounding myself with people that like hype me up, but surrounding myself with people that will shoot me straight and be like, mm. that wasn't good. Yeah. You yeah. need to do this. That Because if you always surround yourself with people that are blowing smoke up your ass, yes, right. man. never yeah. going to, yeah, exactly. Right. And so every time I come off the stage, analyze it, what can I do better? Never ending improvement. Um, and now what you see now is three and a half, four years of speaking 50 to 80 times a year. Yeah. Um, so I exercise the muscle a little bit. Right. And, right. um, like I said, speaking with Tony and being on a tour with Tony, I mean, he's the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, I'm a, I'm a student of the game always. So I'm always analyzing and, and taking and tweaking. And so now, I'm, now I'm just bad at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really, you really are, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, like you said, after every performance, you know, whether it be on a wrestle mat or speed, you, you, do the you go thing. back, you tweak it and yeah. you, you work on it. So yeah, right? that, Watching that's, film. The, that's the way to approach it. Right. Yeah. Go in and and even in fighting too, it's like you watch your opponent's film, right, right, right yeah. before them. And so, like, I go to Tony events and people people are paying thousands, thousands of dollars, and I'm watching him and he's teaching me. But I'm yeah. also analyzing why does he raise his hand? Yeah. Why does he do this? Why does he go to the left? Why does he go? To the, I'm like yeah. diving deep, and yeah. and that's what's so powerful about anything you do in life. It's like if we took a kid that had no fighting experience, and I said you're gonna learn from Frankie. He's going to learn way faster than a kid who's sure. trying to learn on his own. Mm-hmm. Why? Because success leaves clues and he has a lot of a lot of success. And that's the same thing. And so I'm always down I to like that. Success leaves clues. I yeah. Like I've never heard that before. I'm, so I'm always down to invest and pay money for people to con- condense their knowledge mm-hmm. from decades into years. Right. And so people would pay you to condense the the fighting journey into years for them rather than your whole life you did it, right? right? And so for those that are starting off, whether it's fighting, speaking, OnlyFans, whatever it may be, (laughs) find someone who's successful and model them. What are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? And then just follow it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to make it What did I hear someone say? uh, um, Experience is the best thing. Uh, to learn from right except sometimes you it, it's, it may be better to learn from someone else's experience yeah someone who has successful experience right, and not, right. not successful experience or, or maybe it wasn't was a negative experience maybe we'll stay away from now yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and so yeah that that's just what i've that's why i've had so much success so fast is because i model the best yeah for mm-hmm. sure i'm not trying to reinvent the wheel right, i'm just going right. to the best and yeah. what are you doing right i'm doing more of that what are you doing wrong i'm not gonna do that. i agree but you are naturally good at it even like that first one and and you know why is i'm th- i think you're speaking from your heart you know this is no bullshit yeah. you believe this stuff yeah and, and you're living it you're yeah. living what you're, you're preaching you know i think uh 
I'm sure I'm sure Tony Robbins lives it too, you know. But I'm sure there's a lot of charlatans out there. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, agreed. And uh, I, I think the guys that are most genuine and have the most passion about it are the ones that are gonna that are gonna really influence people the most. I think you're doing that. Thanks. If yeah, you have a good sure. personal story to tell, which clearly you do, I think it conveys itself well to the masses. And you know that's something you really can't get wrong. You know, you know your story yeah, yeah. better than anybody. It's hard. There's really no wrong way to tell it. You know. So, yeah, like you and, said, speak from the heart yeah. is is yeah. really important because. Pu- fear of public speaking is massive. Yeah, yeah. it's like one of the yeah. biggest fears. Yeah, right? yeah, I remember sure. the first yeah, time yeah. you presented. In front of dude, I, used, <laughs> I, I used to, I'd be like, I'm never doing this. I'm not. I don't want a job right now. I'm fucking talking to fifty people, or you know, hundreds of people, or yeah. thousands of people. Sometimes I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Yeah, how do I get myself into this? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, so people ask, it's like, how do you do with stage fright and stuff? Um, and like. Uh, not even just speaking, but anything in life. If we're having anxiety or stress about something, it's most likely our lack of preparation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why we're stressed. That's yeah. why we're having anxiety because right. we're not prepared. Yeah, and so first, separations in the preparation. We know that, and then um, second, it's like most people are focused on the wrong thing. And what I mean by that is they're focused on like, what if I fuck up? What if I? What does my hair look bad? What right. if I trip? Like, and it's like, well, you're focused on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. When I go out on stage, I'm only focused on serving people. I don't care if I mess up. Like, I'm going to make the best out of it. I'm yeah. only focused on the message. If I was always focused on myself, I wouldn't be able to convey what I convey. True. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, I mean, I'm learning. Why, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm learning. Is that I'm, why I'm, Frankie, taking, I'm taking a class right now. Is that why Frankie <laughs> can't pee in the urinal next to another guy? Because he's too worried about what the next guy's junk is. He's got, he's got no, one, no one laughed at that, bro. <laughs> no one laughed. No one laughed. Right? That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Dun-dun, dun-dun. People, get sta- people get stage fright. Hey, listen, pal. Maybe you do. Start <laughs> <laughs> throwing hands. So I'd, what, get sta- what? I'd get stage fright if I was wearing no shoes. Too. <laughs> what a, bro, you got the, yeah, you do have them on. You wear I them house, every show I now. I get my house shoes, You wear bro. them every show. I got my house shoes you on, You should man. not be talking about shoes. I'm not so, your guest to talk about shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's the end game for your company, Nick? Where do you, you want to take it? Um, yeah, end game. I'd say my goal 2021 will break seven figures. So over a million dollar company. And then, like I said, like, this is just a stepping stone for me. What, what people don't know about me is like my number one, one of my number one passions is like music and like singing. I didn't know that. And so, um, yeah, it was always my biggest, like 16 tried out for American Idol, didn't make it. No one even knows. So, it. You, Wait a minute. so you, you, you sing, you yeah, sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you play instruments or anything? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I played, right. I played, so when I was in first grade, when I first moved to Jersey Shore, um, I, I played the drums and what they did was they ace bandaged the sticks on my limbs. And at first I would just play like, um, a drum set. And then the school bought me an electric drum set so I can sit on the pedals and operate the hi-hat and the bass drum. Oh, wow. And so I played a full set of drums, and I was really good. Wow, um, sick, and dude. so, yeah, I love music, and then I, lo- I love singing. And then, yeah, 16, tried it for American Idol, didn't make it. Tried it for The Voice, didn't make it. And, like, my mentality, I was like, I'm going to win American Idol, and I don't have to go to school. It's going to be amazing. And I, <laughs> I didn't even get, like, past the first round. Hey, high um, goals, always good yeah, to have yeah, high goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so kick that. Kick I want to see that audition tape, though. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it's not out there. What would you sing? Uh, I think it was Bruno Mars or some. I don't know what song. It was Bruno Mars, though. Beautiful girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, and so um, so kind of, like, kick that, kick that dream far away. And then this past year, um, I asked myself, I said, I want to do, I want to do more, like, I want to go back to my inner child. 
And I think as humans, you know, as we become adults, there's things you left in your childhood that really brought joy to you, Mm -hmm. whether that was dancing, whether that was wrestling, knitting, chess. Like there's something that you did in your childhood that you no longer do in your adulthood. I don't know how many kids are knitting, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Whatever, man. I've been in Maine. I'm in Maine. I'm sure a bunch of them are. My grandmother used to knit, so I'm familiar with it, but I never knitted. Yeah. You never know. And so um, when I moved to Vegas, I was like, man, I want to get back into, I want to get back into music in my free time. And so I have a studio in the house in Vegas. I have two songs out on Spotify. My, I think my music was played in like 48 countries this year, oh, wow. but not a lot of people, yeah. but it's not my main focus, but I never if, knew that about yeah, you. So if anyone and knows, I follow that, your story pretty closely. Yeah. I never yeah. I don't that. push wow. it much. Right. So, um, once the business is systemized and it's all good and I'm, I'm more of like a business owner than an operator, I'll focus more on music. I have about like three or four songs ready to be released. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, like Norway was my top really? my top listeners yeah. this year. Like people in Norway just love my music. And where, I didn't even promote where, where, it. Where, 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 what, what, would you, what would you call your, what genres of your music? I'm like pop, hip hop. Okay. Um, yeah, like, um, you know, Tory Lanez. Or like just okay. rap, like yeah, yeah rap singing. David uh, Hasselhoff did some singing, and he because he's German, 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 right? He was yeah. huge in Germany, Germany. like really, huge. Yeah, 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 huge. But yeah. nothing did like no numbers over here. Yeah, but it, well, like yeah, a rock strategic. star in, in Germany. That's yeah. So for example, like I I toured I toured China. Not that China is like a great topic right now, but <laughs> I, I, I toured China. We might have to have you tested before you leave here. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I'm I'm massive in China, and so my goal would be to go tour in foreign places exactly what the Beatles did no one in America no one knew who the Beatles were until they toured Taiwan and Indonesia and all that and then they came back and they were kings Uh and so I'm going to be strategic with my music and look at my analytics and say which country is playing my music the most I'll go tour there and then they'll love me I'll build raving fans that'll trickle back in and then I'll I'll build a, a fan base of my music in America but I that's got cool. the business side of things. Yeah, you know yeah. that. That's, that's awesome. Cool. And you know when I'm passionate about something, it always works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Are you still training? Still bodybuilding? Yeah. 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 I'm eating a lot right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Bulking so she, season? She's my coach. So she cook, <laughs> I'm pretty spoiled. She cooks all my food, um, does oh, my man. macros and my training as well. Um, and so I've been on a splurge of eating everything for the yeah. past like eight days. And Just then crushing new, calories. Yeah. New year, new me. Yeah. 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 I've made a new batch of cookies every day. And yesterday was the first day I didn't put them all in one plate because before I'm not even done cleaning up the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And I come over and they're gone. And yeah. I'm like, Nick's got them all in his mouth. And I'm like, that chubby kid coming back out. <laughs> get a bite. He's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know the cookies, the the Pillsbury, with the little trees on it, a snowman. The sugar cookies. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Go way yeah. back. That's your jam right there. Yeah. That's your yeah. weakness. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. ice cream. So yeah. Ice cream. Nah, I'm a yeah. can't, man. I couldn't cheat at all yesterday, the third day before, man. Uh, it's all right. Hey, I'll it do it for you. Yeah, I'll yeah, eat exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. February 6th, right? February 6th, yeah. February 6th. That's exciting. In Vegas. In Vegas, actually. I mean, no fans and stuff, but in Vegas. Can yeah, I dress when, up as a ref or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro, when, when fans come back, 100%, All right. we'll, we'll get you at, the, All right. uh, at a show. I want to go train there, yeah, too. Dude. Hell yeah. I, I'll be out there. Well, I'll be out there then, but uh, I go out there and train at the PI and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I would okay. love to have you come. We got to hook you, up You'll for come sure. out earlier than February 6th, right? February 6th, I'll come out the sun, like I'll fight Saturday. I'll come out that Sunday, probably. Okay. Okay. But um, if I can't, that's always a tough week. But after, I'll definitely be out. Like I said, okay. my manager lives out there. I got to hook, hook okay. you up with him, too. We'll do it. So. You're uh you're extremely world traveled. I follow you. You just <laughs> mentioned China. 
I saw you did a photo shoot. I swear you were in like Antarctica one time. I hit you <laughs> up. I was like, where are you at? But um, of all the places you've been, what, what is the one that, not the one, you can name number yeah. if you want, but what are some of the places that stand out? Yeah, Tokyo. Tokyo is yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. I think I stayed at that Ritz that you stayed at. Too. Yeah, yeah, badass. It's like one of the tallest buildings yeah. in Tokyo. I'm not right? quite there yeah. yet, guys, but maybe, you know, maybe <laughs> one day I'll get to stay in that Ritz. No, I wasn't, I didn't pay for it. It was yeah, the me UFC. Neither, me neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were definitely not paying for it. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, the reason why Tokyo is one, it's extremely clean. Yeah, it, it, it unbelievable. You can clean. eat off the, really? eat off the, yeah. the subway. Wow. Yeah. Subway's fucking, it's cleaner than his room. Yeah. And, well, that's not, that's not everywhere respectful. in China, obviously. That's not China. No, no, no. Tokyo's Japan, not Japan. China. Oh, sorry. Japan, you got to worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Geography's not a big geography guy. <laughs> <laughs> big difference. You said China a minute ago. Sorry. <laughs> We're setting China. you up. We're setting yeah. you up. But yeah, Tokyo, The not only is it clean, but the people are extremely respectful. They okay. are. They um, are. I mean, it was the one place like where people wouldn't stare at me. Oh, really? And I get it. I guess I stick out, but like no one stared at me. And in the sense like... You can drop your wallet and and it will be there, or it'll be in the lost mm. and found while your money and all your stuff. Really? Yeah. 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 That's uh -huh. why when there was that the power plant thing happened over there, they didn't have to worry about looting because they just don't do it. Yeah, no. Nah, it's just not nah. right. <laughs> so, America, yeah. wake up. Honestly, yeah, Japan, but Singapore too. Like you can, Ooh, leave, you can yeah. leave your wallet, and you'll come back three hours later. It'll be right there on a fucking park bench because in Singapore it's a little different now. They'll chop your hand off. They, yeah, you still small chop your hand off. Exactly. I'm definitely not going there. Uh, you can't no. even chew. You can't Singapore, chew. They don't right? sell the gum street? in Singapore. They don't because sell it like because yeah. spitting it out on the yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. the world's cleanest, right? Like the cleanest yeah. Honestly, Japan was cleaner to me. Really? Yeah, I really love was. Japan, Japan okay. was cleaner to me. You know, I think there's a lot of Chinese people in Singapore. Yeah, there is. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and then uh, Hawaii. Yeah. I love Hawaii. Hawaii is beautiful. That's yeah. Definitely on my yeah. bucket list. Haven't yeah. been. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a hell of a flight out there, though, right? Yeah. What is it, 13 hours or something? Well, from hey, Vegas is a little better. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. True, yeah. True, so come to Vegas, true. hang out, and then we'll go true, to Hawaii. Yeah, true, true. that's the way to do it. But yeah. Australia is definitely on my... You ever been there? I've been to Australia. Have you? I did with Tony. That's on yeah. my bucket list. It was all right. Yeah? Sorry, Australia. Really? Where, where, where in Australia? Sydney? Sydney, probably, right? Or Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne. I think. Yeah. Um, It just felt like Florida. Really? Yeah. I kind of want to see the outback, though. Did you get to... I mean, they say there's more animals... Per like acre out there that can kill you uh, than anywhere else, and I'm I like a nature that. guy. Yeah, but so. I mean, I think not. I mean, but they say it's also like most of it's uninhabitable. Anyway. Yeah, no, but I mean, so, you know, like, like and that's you, where that's where probably those animals are. Exactly. Most well, no, I think there's a lot. In, well, yeah, yeah, it, more than here. They don't have a big fence up around Sydney where they can't come in. But yeah, yeah, I do but agree I'm with sure, you. I'm sure the fucking uh, you know the hippopotamuses aren't going to get you in fucking <laughs> Sydney. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> but that's what I want to see. Isn't that what you want to see? That's what I want to see. I want to do a safari, but in <laughs> Australia. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Australia, um, and then Alaska. Yeah, oh, you missed me. I was in Alaska. Now, uh, when you went to Alaska, was it like uh, day, more day or more night, or uh, was it normal? It was normal. Okay. Um, it was in the winter, but it, yeah, it got like got dark early. Um, but they have yeah, they have times where like yeah, it doesn't get like, light till like two a.m. or it doesn't get dark until like four a.m. So right. you go on like hikes at like two a.m. Yep. and it's yeah. light out, light, yeah, and then right. they do all dark. Where right. were you in Alaska? I've seen a little bit of Alaska. It's been years, but I was working out there. So. I was in um, it was a place called Girdwood. They call it Girdweed. There was like one dispensary there, and, <laughs> and it was just like it's a very small town. No one really knows what it is. Um, but there's a there's a famous ski resort there called Alieska. Okay. Um, so we went there, and then the other t I just took my dad to Alaska to Cordova for a salmon Cordova. fishing trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. It was pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I want houses, house in Vegas, a house in like Colorado for snowboarding, and a mm -hmm. house in Hawaii, and I'm good. 
Yeah, hey, me yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Colorado's dope. Hawaii's dope. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm for in. Sure. Yeah. So what? Where can uh, our audience follow you and look you up and all that stuff? Yeah. Um. My really, my last name's really long. Yeah, so I, fuck, in, I fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> so if you type in Nick Santo, um, anywhere, I'm the guy with no legs, one arm, with a lot of tattoos. There's not many of me running around. Um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. I don't have an OnlyFans, so <laughs> that. Um, maybe one day. One day, never know. Who knows? <laughs> if I go broke, that's big money right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's guaranteed money. Um, but yeah, so they can find me all over LinkedIn, all that stuff at Nick Santanastaso. But type in Santo because awesome. you have yeah. a better, better shot. And you have any events coming up in the future? Um, I know Corona kind of put a, yeah, put a hindrance on no, everybody, but just find me in Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just reach out to me if you want me to come, come, burn it down somewhere. <laughs> Let's go. But in 2021. So what? What about like what is twenty? I know you're 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 goal driven, dude. You're inspirational. What what is twenty twenty one looking for you? Yeah, um, twenty twenty one. I want. I want to go to Italy, as in goals. I don't yeah, know if we're talking yeah, about yeah. business, yeah, but yeah, I want to yeah, go. Everything, I, everything I want to go to Italy and live there for at least six months and learn the language that way. Yeah, damn, yeah. that is the way to do it. That's the only way. Submerge yourself yeah, into yeah. it for sure. Um, so do that. Um, a lot of snowboarding. I want to do more snow snowboarding in 2021. Buying a house in six to eight months. Um, I think I followed somebody. Uh, what I could be totally way off here, but didn't a girl custom make a board for you? Yeah, I follow her. Yeah, yeah my yeah. friend Danny. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, she yeah. made a custom snowboard. It's a it's a snowboard, and then it has a skateboard deck bolted yeah. into it, and then I have a five piece racing harness that traps me in, and I shred. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. badass. It's yeah. amazing. So yeah, 2021. Um, and Sky's then as soon as as soon as events come back. I'll be I'll be back in the events and um I'll I might be back in China by May. Right, nice. So we'll see. Optimistic. When you go to China, no, Shanghai. Not to be confused or, with Tokyo. Uh, yeah, don't confuse China <laughs> with Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, Shung, yeah, Shanghai, uh, Beijing. Beijing. I go. Yeah, I did. I think I did like seven cities last tour. For speaking, uh, is flying there currently banned still? I don't know if it's banned. Uh, it's probably really expensive though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Really expensive. But first class, right they on. put me in, so I lay down in my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the only way to go. Yeah, it's a struggle. Oh, who, what Walmart airline do you fly? I, did, I flew like first class with Virgin one time. Yeah, I mean I've done first class a bunch of times, not so much now, but oh, um, such a bad baller. <laughs> Virgin, <laughs> baller. Virgin was the best. Yeah, by far. Yeah, for well, first. One day class, we'll get yeah. on like, yeah, Emirates. Yeah, I did it. I did one. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was no, the, the best. best the best is uh, Emirates. Yeah, yeah, Emirates. I took a shower on a plane, bro. That's badass. They're like, you want to take a shower? I'm like. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> like, I have a shower on a plane and say he did that. Yeah, that's like Dubai. I haven't been to Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. I fought in Abu Dhabi, yeah. so I got to go to Dubai. That's so that was pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. cool. Ba- Bahrain too was out, was out there. I've been out there a couple times. Yeah, that's on yeah. my list. Yeah. So yeah, just tra- traveling when I can, and then uh, sky uh, skyrocketing the business and releasing some music. Awesome snowboarding. Man. Yeah, yeah. I learned forward, an interesting fact about you today that I did not know. I did not know that you uh, yeah. you sang, man. That's yeah. amazing. Well, now, now I'm gonna go home and and check I'll that shit out. Link. Yeah, yeah. Send it yeah, to me. Yeah, swipe up. So. Oh. Well, Nick, <laughs> Cammy, how about where can people follow you? Um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. You can either find me on Nick's page or it's just Cam K A M. Renee R E N E E Fit. That's my you, wife's name. You, yeah. Renee. Spelled <laughs> the same way. Do you do uh, like online coaching or yeah, I do online all coaching. online fitness coaching, okay. nutrition plan. Think Roger's um, looking for a yeah, meal I'm plan. Like, <laughs> I got you, I got you. Hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> and and you coach. Uh, she coaches like other fitness coaches how to scale their business online. Yeah, oh, so right they on. can like break yeah. away from their nine mm-hmm. to five. 
You guys awesome. are like the dynamic duo now. That's yeah. 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 That's Building great. Empire. That's great. Yeah. Feed off each other, you know? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just just uh, don't wrestle me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you last time. Okay. So <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> We're one for one. One for one. You could slowly, rubber match, slowly rubber work match. you guys way into an OnlyFans just by filming that. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, in. I'm in mud wrestling. <laughs> yeah. This is great. This is a great ending. Tommy Lee and Pam opened that up for a lot of people. Yeah. If you want the mud wrestling only fans swipe <laughs> up or it'll be in the show description yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well hey thanks for coming on and uh you know i, I hope they get you on you know in the future and much respect your, your yeah, future man. endeavors too sorry I'm for sure. sorry for hounding you so hard in your dms but you, <laughs> you're here <laughs> yeah. bro and i so much appreciate both of you so hey, thank hey you look at that dm experience ended yeah. up you know send some hard eyes yeah. i'll get on yeah. your <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Everybody, Nick. man, great episode. Thanks later, for later. tuning in. Champ of the Tramp. Oh. And before you leave, Nick, got to sign the board, brother. Yes. I'm in. Let's do it.